see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboy fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. That's right. So the Houston Texans and their football team. Happy days are here again as they finally made the playoffs. They haven't been there since 2017. C.J.A. Stroud and the Houston Texans win yesterday uh, as they beat the Indianapolis Colts. Um, listen, the Houston Texans do have some problems still. I mean, C.J. Stroud comes out, throws that bomb. First play of the game, kind of looked like John Elway there to me. I mean, he throws that bomb, connects for a touchdown, throws another one. Um, you know, their running back uh, goes ahead and scores a touchdown also. A little motor guy there scores his touchdown. But their running defense, Jim, uh, they couldn't stop. You know, they couldn't stop Taylor at all. He ran for almost 200 yards on him. And if they're going to play in a playoff game, they got to tighten up that running defense if they want to be successful going forward. I agree. I agree. But, you know, that's a compliment to come in your first year. And nobody's talking about it. But uh, is it Sean? Did you say it's Stason? The uh, court, the um, the coach for the um, Shane, um, the coach for um, the Indianapolis. The coach? They did a tremendous oh, the coach. Coach. Both of them did a tremendous job being first year coaches. But yes. Murray had some talent. He had Laramie Townsell. You know, he had some talent on that team, and he took it in the right direction. <clears throat> and the only thing, and like you said, the thing I worry about with teams like that is not the first year because if you remember last year, it happened with New York with the Giants. It's coming back because they're going to have a tougher schedule. And that's going to be see how they react to that. But this is it's a heck of an accomplishment when you're a first-year coach and get to the playoffs. Now the expectations go up. Uh, I think – the Texans' situation is a lot different from the Giants last year. Last year, the Giants got off to a 6-1 and one start, then didn't play well after that, then won a playoff game, which kind of deluded people into thinking they're better than they are. The Texans are finishing the season strong. They're like gamblers playing with house money now. They're having a lot of fun. They've got nothing to lose. They could get blown out the first playoff game, and the year has been a big success. And the Texans might surprise people and conceivably make a deep playoff run because oh. they're getting better as the season's gone along. Do you think they have their franchise quarterback? Oh, easy. C.J. Stroud, not even a second thought. He's going to be there for years and years. He'll be there for more than a decade. Yeah, C.J. So, Sonya, came in. So, Sonia, let me ask you this real quick. And and, and we all know C.J.'s, to me, is a franchise quarterback. There's no doubt about it. The Colts had a shot to win that game. 
I mean, if the guy doesn't drop the ball fourth and one on the 15 yard line, we might be talking about something else here. We might be talking about how great the Colts are and that, you know, CJ Stroud played good, but the Texans weren't ready for the playoffs. So that one miss could have changed the whole narrative of the game. Right. You're right. And so, and the fact also that CJ led to a late touchdown drive and the defense was able to stop the Colts on their final drive. That definitely came down to the wire on them. And and it was uh, a hit and miss there the entire game. Gardner Minshew looked better than what I anticipated him looking, but um, the Colts were not able to hold off CJ. Despite him being a a rookie, uh, we've oftentimes talked about the fact that he does not look like a rookie. And he definitely took the the helm of his team on yesterday, got, got it done. Um, he had um, that late touchdown drive, like I talked about. And um, you got to think about the fact that uh, Kaimi Fairbanks offering was caught in the end zone for the touchback and gave Indianapolis um, the beginning on their own 25-yard line. But then that was probably like where we started to see things kind of dissipate in the very beginning. It was a toss-up. Um, just, just the entire game it was kind of a nail biter to see just which one of the teams was going to actually go to the end and get it done. And, and looks like CJ got it done. Um, Taylor looked good during that as well as Singletary, Um, a lot of different players. We got a chance to see a lot of different receivers, Um, but when Minshew started to throw incomplete passes as well as um, like we saw that, that end where it was dropped, um, that definitely sealed their fate. Let's welcome in Keith Angle from TGI Sports. Good morning, morning. Keith. How you doing today, buddy? Morning, morning, ladies and gentlemen. So, so Keith, so Keith, you know, uh, it was a great game. I mean, you know, the Jaguars are in. Uh, they could win the division if the Jags lose. But let, let's 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 turn to the Pitts, um to the uh, Pittsburgh Baltimore game. Sloppy game. Terrible conditions. Uh, you know. The Pittsburgh Steelers ground game was working yesterday. Rudolph makes that big throw. Uh, Baltimore almost didn't uh, go away. I mean, again, that game could have gone either way, depending on you know what Baltimore's offense did at the end. But the Pittsburgh defense, you know, turnovers. Both teams had it. Um, you know, Rudolph still still doing his thing as as you know he was on the third string. He's been there for years. Couldn't get in there because of, you know, you had Big Ben there, and then they go out and they, you know, they, they draft Kittles. But here's Rudolph kind of making his mark here. If the Patriots, I mean the Patriots, the Steelers still have a chance at getting in. I think, I don't think they will, but they still have a chance. They won the game. But they played well. I mean, obviously Baltimore, that most are key players, but, you know, that's what everybody does at this time of year. And Mason Rudolph, to me, unlike Gardner Minshew, played a very good game. Gardner Minshew cost the Colts that game yesterday, uh, just a touch on that. He missed a bunch of open guys. That last play, we can say the guy dropped it. He should have caught it. It was a horrible throw, um, way behind him. But Rudolph made plays. 18 for 20 he was yesterday, Very, you know, and made the throws he had to make. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to be C.J. Stroud even. He's certainly not going to be Lamar Jackson, but he's very accurate. And, you know, he doesn't make the mistakes, the big mistakes. Um, so and you're right playing after, after not playing virtually for two years, uh, he's played very well here down the stretch and it's the best choice for the Steelers at this point, given their other options. Is he the new Fitzpatrick? Keith? 
Uh, that's an interesting comparison. Um, maybe, maybe he may get a contract. There's so many teams that need quarterback help, even a backup. Uh, he may, he may finally leave Pittsburgh. I would think maybe after this year, depending on no, direction. No, no, I'm talking about when you were mentioning Minshew. Oh, Minshew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I was ever a big Gardner Minshew fan. He has a big game here and there, and people get all excited, and then he comes back to earth. But That's he, the same thing Fitzpatrick did. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Minshew hasn't turned him into as much money as Fitzpatrick has over mm-hmm. his career, though. He's not going to get a starting quarterback position, Minshew, when he went in the NFL. He wants to stay as a backup with the Colts because Anthony Richardson's coming back. He's going to be their starter. He's injury prone. To Minshew sees he has a lot of value as a backup because he might be playing again. You have that issue with Richardson because of style, and that was the biggest concern. Yeah, Yeah. in experience, he hasn't played that much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, it's a, it's a, remarkable. This team was even in contention with Gardner Minshew playing as much as he did. Ah, Keith, now now you're just now you're just being mean. Listen, that guy had his hands on the ball. He should have caught it. Fourth yeah. and one. You turned, he might have turned around. That's absolutely. But you can. He was under pressure. You can't absolve Gardner Minshew from no responsibility. I'm not absolving him. I'm saying the guy's under pressure. He gets the ball out. The guy turns around. He has both hands on him. Right. It goes through All his right. hands. And that's one play. Like, covering him. That's one play. Yeah, and he missed about there. four. He exactly. missed about four guys down exactly. the field, wide open uh, yesterday. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, I'm with you. He threw a hundred. Uh, on Keep it up. 141 yards passing in the biggest game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> guys, okay. guys, guys, you gotta understand where Matt's coming from. Uh, a year or two ago, he thought Minshew should have been starting over Jalen Hurts. So oh, I don't know. He had an agenda here. <laughs> when Minshew was with the Eagles. Get out of here. Get he out thought here. he should have been starting over Trevor Lawrence when he was with the Jags. Minshew Jack, is Jack, Jack, will say, Jack will say anything so that you you know he can get some airtime. It's shock value. It's shock value. <laughs> <laughs> anything. Yeah. So anyway, so two, two good games for the Steelers to get in. I think either Buffalo or Buffalo and the Jags both got to lose for them to get in. I don't do. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Buffalo wins. I think the Jags win. But anyway, the I Steelers great, again, job. great coaching. Great coaching job by uh, Mike Tomlin again. This team, yeah, this team never, is not a very talented football team. Either. On the defensive side, they're good. And, but uh, they, got the pieces. they got They got pieces. They got, they got a couple good wide receivers, a couple good running backs. They, Have I you mean, watched the team play all year? If they well, got of course Roman, I have. Of course I watched. Well, play. they didn't. You know, well, let me tell you what was interesting. Pickett hadn't didn't have the ball thrown to him. Pickett's yesterday, and I was just going to mention a wide receiver. How many coaches can control a guy like that? But Mike Tomlin can control a wild card guy like that. I, look, I, I, was, say, listen, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that I'm tired of the announcers keep over and over and say, Kittle hasn't touched the ball. Uh, what's his name? Hasn't touched the ball. He hasn't. Pickens who cares? The, the Steelers, the Steelers are winning. I mean, what What do you care who's touching the ball, who's not touching the ball? As long as you're winning. I And if, and if the kid's got a problem with that, too bad. I'm tired of the announcers every other play saying they got to get him the ball. They got to get him the ball. That was ridiculous. Comment on the game. I don't care if he gets the ball or not. Uh, Mac, just, individuality means a lot. Look at Clowney in the Raven game when he got his bonus for 750000 
The guy was dancing around for a minute. Yeah, Everyone was yeah, and they lost the, and they lost the and they lost the game. Dance all you want. Who cares? Keith, Keith. Yes, sir. Are you calm now so I can talk to you? Oh, you I'm know. calm. Don't worry. I, right. Listen, I, I just, sure these little things that set me yeah, off. I want to make sure, I make I sure take, you're calm. I didn't I take all my minutes. I, I know the Patriots are your team and you're upset this year. Just take it easy, all right? So <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk I a little a college football. <laughs> let's talk a little college football. It's finally here. The big game's here. We got Michigan going up against Washington, and you know something? There's more news about Jim Harbaugh than there than there is about the game, right? I mean, I'm, I, another uh, thing I'm tired of hearing about whether Jim Harbaugh is going to stay, go, play in the pros. Uh, he's tired of getting picked on. Let's talk a little bit about the game. Great it reminds matchup. me a lot of ourselves coaching the Patriots. Doesn't actually, it? well, there you go. I'm I swear to God, Keith. I swear to God, I'm going to mute you. The, the <laughs> what I'm talking about here is the listen. Washington with the high flying flying offense against that aggressive Michigan defense. I know you like Washington. Love Tell Washington. Us why Washington wins because uh, Michael Penix uh, is has show, and then and this whole team has showed great resiliency all year. They've they've won games against even now inferior opponents. Even now, good opponents and inferior opponents, they probably should have lost, but they found ways to win. Their defense bends, they but they come up big in big moments. Michael Penix and those receivers are going to find a way to get the ball down the field against uh, this really good Michigan defense. It'll, they'll score some, they'll give up some yards and points. Um, I think it'll be a good game, 24, 20, something like that, maybe, maybe in the higher 20s, but I don't think it'll get higher than that. Keith, they had the highest rated offensive line in uh, yep. this football. And Penix is looking forward has had two shoulder surgeries in an ACL. Those things are deterrence, not in this game, no. but in the long term, wouldn't you think? Oh, definitely. It's going to hurt his draft status, the injury uh, history that he's had. I mean, he's plus, ended, I think, four seasons with injuries. Yeah, plus he's left-handed. And I'm, I'm left-handed, so I have nothing against left-handers. Two is left-handed. But. That's why you couldn't play quarterback, probably, Jim, in the NFL. Yeah, they, no, they screwed me up. That. I would have been it's a good. great quarterback. Like, you know, and you're right about Harbaugh. You're right about Harbaugh. There should be more focus on the game because these are two really good football teams. Two really and good another, football teams. Another thing is looks like Dylan Johnson is going to be playing. That's their yeah. leading rusher for yeah. Washington. Looks like he got cleared to play despite yeah. that injury late in the, the last matchup. So that's going to be great. That's a big that's a big difference. And I expect this to be a really close, hard-fought game. I mean, Michigan's going to run the too. football. J.J. McCarthy will make some big plays. But Michael Penix will make more big plays, and I think he's got better weapons, uh, skill players at the outside positions than Michigan does. I, I like that, that'll be the Jack. difference. Jack, Jack, yeah, defense in the running games wins championship. Michigan's got that over Washington easy. What do you think? Michigan definitely has the advantage, but it bothers me so much, the quarterback position situation. McCarthy is nowhere near Penix, in my view. So Washington by far has the better quarterback who could be a game changer. They have a game changer, Washington, as opposed to Michigan having a game manager. Okay, um, and that's what's that's what's yeah, kind of don't, me. Don't me sell McCarthy. Yeah, that's right. And then, but I disagree with you. I think this is going to come down to lines. And Washington yeah. has a really good – watch this. When you watch this they game – They played in the Pac-12, Jack. 
It they doesn't matter. They, well. they didn't well. play the SEC. They didn't play the SEC with the good defenses. I mean, it matters who you play. You can't just say they got Oregon's the good defenses. Texas, right. Texas has a, one of the top defensive Texas lines. Not you can't compare, you can't compare Texas you. to Georgia, Alabama. You can't compare them. Yeah. To Michigan Georgia, didn't play those teams. Michigan huh? did not play those teams. The well, they didn't get an award. The they didn't get the award either, Jim, because it's 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 they they aren't that good. Watching you're gonna tell me Washington's offensive line is better than Michigan's offensive line. So we're so so we're berating the Pac-12 because USC uh, fell apart this year. Yes, really, that's what exactly. we're doing. Oregon exactly. was re- Oregon is is maybe the best team not in the playoff, arguably with Georgia. Right. Uh, Oregon State had a great year this year. Yeah. Arizona had a great year this year. Yeah. That's a horrible league. The only team that lost in the Pac-12. They went out with the best league in years. Don't ever disgrace. We're going to fight over that. The only team that lost in the bowl season in the Pac-12 was Oregon State. Yeah. Without without having Who did they lose to? Who did they lose to? A a little above average Notre Dame? Come on. With a second string quarterback? Well, Oregon State played with their – Oregon State – I'm sorry, Oregon State's quarterback was gone as well. Yeah. So let's not you want an even playing field. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying you're saying they're that good. I'm telling you the Pac 12 is a better league than you're giving it credit for. That's what yeah. I'm all I'm saying. That's uh, Utah, I, I, I'm the S- I didn't say the Pac 12 was bad. I said they couldn't compete in the SEC. That's what I'm saying. They wouldn't well, be a, they wouldn't get a bowl game. They the wouldn't get they, a, they wouldn't get the quarterback, DeBurr uh from Washington was a big ten guy anyway. He came from Indiana. Yeah, I'm talking. Keith, this I'm talking is the about- this is the first time since and since 2015 that there has not been an SEC team yeah. in the championship game. Um, do you think that next season we just get a bounce back? This is just one of those seasons that's a one off, or do you think that tr- the trajectory of different divisions has changed and actually been more um, competitive than the SEC and the SEC maybe? Perhaps a tad bit overrated. Uh, well, th- this year the AC the SEC was not as good as it's been in past years overall. So, and again, we the world's are surviving without the SEC there apparently in the championship game. Uh, the SEC elitists uh, uh, would say otherwise. Do I think they can bounce back? Sure. I mean, they're going. There's a lot of really good teams, and you're going to have probably my guess. You're going to have 12 teams next year. I would be shocked if there weren't at least four SEC teams in that 12 team wow. field next year. But who's your four? I know you're saying, you're Alabama, saying Georgia, Alabama and Texas. Georgia. Ole Miss is going to be really good next year. Uh, Ole Miss is going to be really good. Um, and maybe uh, the Texas or Oklahoma, maybe. Yeah, they're new new to the SEC. So they're going to be trying to show that they belong, basically, I guess. <laughs> and Missouri. Don't forget Missouri. Missouri would have been in the playoff this year. Missouri yes, lost yes. to yes. to LSU. Yeah. And they're getting a lot of kids back, so Missouri's a good team. Yeah. So you look at yeah, so Sonia, they'll probably bounce back next year and certainly be in contention. And they're always going to have teams in contention. But and for those, um, there's really good football going on outside the SEC. That's what I always get into with my guys on my college football show because yep. they think there's no good football being played anywhere but there, and there is a lot of good football around this country. And it's so uh, weird because um, there's 2,100 students right now in the transfer portal. And I'm willing to bet a lot of them are trying to come to the end. Sonia, that's a a whole different – that's a show we could do on that. Keith, let's get get to your Patriots uh, playing the Jets, Jack's Jets today. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, are are the Jets underdogs? Are they underdogs? 
this week? Yes, they are. The Patriots are two and a half point. Fa- well, I don't know about yours, but I know they're two and a half yes. point favorite. Yeah, I think I wrote they are. two so, and a half years too. So Zappy and, and the Pats against uh, whoever the Jets are putting at quarterback this week. Uh, I know it's not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but so Simeon. Yeah, it's Simeon again. Yeah. Simeon again. Uh, do the Patriots take care of business and win this last game? I think so. 15 in a row they won against the Jets. I think if, Bel- if this is Belichick's last game uh, as a Patriot head coach, he'd be happy to get out of there with a 16th win in a row against the Jets, I'm sure. Certainly no love loss there still. Uh, well, they're going to try to win, Keith. We know the Patriots are going to try to win. Their fan base, do they want them to take care of business or do they want the high draft pitch? Um, I would tell you, based on how I feel, the good fans want them to win. The bad fans want them to lose. If you're not a real fan, if you root for your team to lose, you just yeah. aren't good. So, what is the I'm big re- deal of a higher draft? Pick? You have 32 picks in the first round. All 32 picks should be able to start in the NFL. I'm tired of hearing They're about a crap shoot draft anyway. Pick. If the Patriots it, go it, number two overall, chances are they could pick any quarterback because of the good possibility the Bears take Marvin Harrison Jr. with the number one pick. If they go three, if they go if they go three overall, they probably could pick up any quarterback they want to, Jack. I mean, if they go fifth overall, they could probably pick up almost any quarterback they wanted. I I, I don't think three don't care. Keith, there's going to be you know ahead, everybody Keith. thinks the Patriots will go with a quarterback in the first pick if they're three or four. I wouldn't I wouldn't swear to it. There's a few there's quarterbacks. You, you know. Um, Belichick, as we all know, is from the Parcells tree. Yeah, We went into um, the draft room with Parcells. He always said with high picks, which was unusual, he'd like to take offensive linemen because they're going to play 10 to 12 years. And if they can't play tackle, they can always move the guard. But, but, yeah. but, but Jim, it's not going to be Belichick's decision. If he's back, Maybe. Robert Kraft is probably going to take charge and decide they need a quarterback. Robert Kraft can't make the pick. This team That's can't turn right. into, I'm sorry, the Cowboys where Jerry Jones is running the operation. You here, need here's the thing you guys don't understand about Jerry. Jerry sits in there and he listens, but he does not make the pick. Because he would have took Randy Moss, which is instead of Greg Ellis, he would have took Johnny Manziel yeah. instead of Zach Martin. So you got to understand that that's just – the media talking. I know personally, I was in the draft room. I was just throwing out a comparison. That's and all. Jerry I is I want to say it's hard to compete with that when Jim's like, listen, I was there. <laughs> I, I, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. I got, I got no, I can't say that I'll come down here and kick your ass, Jim, if you don't do it. <laughs> and, 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 and Jim can under, Jim can understand the draft board, but he can't understand overs and unders. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, understand understand. About, I was not right, educated right. on it. I'm an educated young man. Right. <laughs> I did appreciate okay. the gambling. So I appreciate the gambling one-on-one note at the bottom of your Talk script. about the blind leading the blind. <laughs> oh, oh, Keith, Keith, let's 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 get into your picks here. Uh, uh, what do you got for your three favorites and your underdogs today? Well, I got a loser because I sent you the Colts yesterday as my underdog. So I got a loser last night. Hence my anger at Gardner Minshew, I guess. Um, I will take Green Bay. Okay. I'll take the Eagles. Sorry, Mac. That's okay. 
And I will also take the Patriots today, minus two and a half. Oh my God! It's it's the last pick of the season, so Keith's going to throw his hat. Yeah, I'm right. This uh, this is it. We aren't going through the playoffs. I'm taking it. Or... All right. Okay. So so you got the Colts, the Colts, which is a loss. Green Bay, Philly, and the Pats. All right, Keith. That's right, buddy. Any anything else in uh, college sports that that uh, well college football anyway that you want to talk about before you go ahead and get onto your show? Well, there's not a lot. I mean, as Sonia talked about the transfer. Portal is certainly very busy. We know, uh, actually, Ohio State, you'd mentioned it the other day, that they did a really good job of picking up Will Howard. Uh, um, I think that'll be a big difference for that Ohio State offense next year. Um, and Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is going to be the big story after this championship game. He's not coming back to Michigan. I, yeah, I know you're going no, to your show, not. but the coaches, the movement of coaches right now and the firing of coaches on successful teams, that's unusual. You know, and also the very it's very unusual, and also because it's just getting like the NFL, right? There's no patience for anybody to build anything, mm-hmm. um, and watch for some uh, changes to uh, uh, possibly. There's a lot of push from the uh, the NCAA to go to subdivisions, and there'll be the power conferences at the top and another subdivision uh, yep. below it. Um, there's going to be a lot of talk about player pavement, uh, more regulation on the NIL. But don't get the government involved in that regulation, please. I mean, good God. I don't want him to manage my health care or my college football. That's all I don't, you know. And you saw where LSU got rid of all of their defensive coordinators. And, yeah, Brian Kelly got rid of most of his defensive uh, coaches, which is an interesting story. So a lot going on. Yeah. And we're heading into college basketball, which is where we'll start to pivot the college uh, sports huddle, too. We'll start pivoting. Yeah, yeah. St. John's. We've got to talk about them later on. 10, 11 yeah, and four yeah. now, and yeah. three and one in the biggies. Yes, they are. So, Keith Angle from DGI Sports going on in the show right now. Keith, thanks for coming in as you do every Sunday. And good luck with Have a good Sunday, Keith. You guys have a great one. Keith, too. So, there you go, folks. Keith Angle, TGI Sports, joins us every Friday on the NESSP in the morning, and also here on a Sunday big football show. So, Let's let's get to the big stories. Uh, Jim did mention uh, they call it black. Uh, well, I don't know if he mentioned that, but he meant. But there is Black Monday coming up here in the NFL, and we have a lot of coaches. Well, normally seven to nine coaches get fired per year, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on who you think is getting fired. Uh, what what Ron Rivera we know is gone after the season's over. There's no doubt about that. So 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 Jack, who who would be the the say the uh, the, the next three or four coaches you'd expect to be gone? I'm going to tell you, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose today, I don't see Todd Bowles coming back. I mean, there's so much at stake for certain coaches. Even an Antonio Pierce, the Raiders have fallen for since he took over. If they lose, Mark Davis isn't going to bring them back. And he real, in reality, why should he? I mean, he's got to win today. At least he could say he had a winning record, five and four. The players want him back. Uh, Arthur Smith with the Falcons, Falcons, is he going to come back? The owner wants him back. But let's see. If the Falcons win the division, if the Buccaneers lose and the Falcons beat the Saints, the Falcons miraculously get into the playoffs. They win the division. So there's still a, you know, a lot of storylines. I think the biggest one is Bill Belichick by far, because he's the most accomplished coach. What's going to be with him? 
So, so Sonia, with with uh, Bill Belichick mainly, most of the, for the most part, leaving, and Jim Harbaugh possibly coming into the NFL, that kind of that kind of gives Bill Belichick some competition on you know what team he wants to go to, which you know Jim Harbaugh might want to go to. Is that whoever gets signed, you know, quicker or whoever accepts the offer quicker gets that job? Say it's the Chargers. Say it's the Raiders, or maybe even the the uh, the Commanders. Yeah, there's been a lot of storyline about that, including um, even the Raiders with Tom Brady. I believe it is being part owner of that organization, and him being a you know Michigan and um, the whole Harbor connection there. I don't know if it's going to be who gets what first. I think um, the league probably has a. It's it's probably going to be a close toss-up because a lot of the league is, you know, Belichick is a vet, but a lot of the league, you know, does love the Harborough brothers. We remember they faced off in the Super Bowl years ago. They had their own storyline. Their father um, has a connection to the NFL. So I think that in that situation, Harborough may have the pick of the litter, so to speak, um, and they may be willing to, you know, pivot towards him and let him kind of choose first. You got to think about it from a um, longevity perspective as well. Belichick's a little older, and so he's we don't know how long he's going to continue to try to do this and give it the same energy that he once gave New England at a minimum, uh, whereas Harbaugh seems to be in his prime and and pretty much going to continue to go on for many, many years to come. So I think there's going to be some things that the league and both of those prospective coaches are going to have to look into. Um personally for themselves and to see what works best for both of them. Jim, there's been, uh, there's been some talk I heard or I read that the Atlanta Falcons are interested in Eric Biehenemy, uh with the Rivera being fired. The whole staff will probably go though. You know, the, the, the commanders will bring in a GM. He'll bring in his coach and so on and so on. Do you think that Behenemy would be a good fit as a head coach for the Atlanta Falcons? You know why I think he'd be a good fit is this. The reason is, is that he could take care of the offense. Your defense is actually not bad. And they brought in the uh, gentleman from New Orleans last year. And if you bring in the right head, it's kind of like what Miami did with McDaniels. As you bring in the right head coach for offense, you could have a pretty good. And Atlanta's not that bad. They just need a quarterback, which is probably going to be one of these free agent quarterbacks, Russell Wilson. Uh Kirk Cousins or somebody of that nature, and they could uh, help themselves. And I think that would be a good choice for him to take the enemy, but tell him that you're an offensive guy and let the defense do what they do. But, but Jim, a lot of hirings are based on how the coach can develop a young quarterback. And you look at the enemy's body of work, obviously he was very successful with Patrick Mahomes. How much of it was him? How much of it was Andy Reid is debatable. Mm -hmm. But Sam Howell was the big test. And Sam Howell really didn't develop, really didn't come along. And you could argue that Sam Howell wasn't that good to begin with. And that's that's what Sam Howell's problem was, that offensive line, and then protect him at the beginning of the season. But he broke records as far as uh, um, young quarterbacks for Washington. I'm not saying that Sam Howell is the answer. But I'm saying he did play in some games pretty well. And he Jim, did. who's responsible for developing an offensive line? Is that the offensive coordinator's responsibility? No, no, it's the offensive line in the scheme. You got to know what your offensive linemen there. It's kind of knowing their abilities. You got to have the right offensive line coach 
for your scheme. And the enemy didn't get – I don't think he chose his offensive line coach. I think he was there before. I'm, I yeah. might be wrong. So, Jim, you well, brought up – Jim, you brought up Russell Wilson, and you know maybe he goes to another team. Uh, I think he doesn't have a trade. Uh, a no, I think he has a no trade clause in his contract, if I'm correct. And yeah. now with what Sean Payton did with Russell Wilson, you know, telling him if he wants, you know, if he doesn't take the guarantee off, he's going to be benched, and they ended up, he wouldn't do it, and they benched him. Now. Sean Payton, they brought him there to be kind of a hard ass, right? Because Russell Wilson was, you know, had his own office and the players weren't paying attention. But with Sean Payton doing this, did he go too far? And is Sean Payton I, now I, in trouble? Is he in trouble with the, the Denver Broncos with, with the new ownership? Because he did this. You know, here's the NFLPA filing paperwork. From my understanding, the ownership came and wanted that to happen. But here's the problem you run into. First of all, Russell gets guaranteed $37 million. And he does have a no trade cause. So he's telling them, okay, you can sit me, but I'll become a free agent and you're going to take the hit. If he takes veteran minimum, then the Denver Broncos are on the hook for something like $35 million. So he's not, he's telling them, do what you want, but I'm not going to do you any favors. You're going to have to cut me and let me become a free agent. So they're on the hook. That's $35 million they don't have to use. So he has all, now he has the upper hand and I would use it. I mean, had Peyton was not, that wasn't smart by, and I know Sean personally, but that was not smart on how they handled this with Russell Wilson. I don't disagree with you, Jim, but people forget that Sean Peyton took the Bronco job under the condition he was given full authority of the football operations. At the end of the season, he can fire the GM. The coach can get rid of the GM. That's how much authority he has. And let's not lose sight of this, everyone. Denver's 8-8. Eight and eight. If they beat the Raiders today, they're 9-8 and eight on the season. And considering the way they started the year, can we call it a failure for Denver this season? Yes. I think it is. I think it is a failure, Jack. Even if they're nine and eight. What you're doing is you're going to have to change that roster, but you're losing power to do that because now you can't go out and get free agents because you can't afford them. You might get some complimentary players and then your draft picks. You still got old, if I'm correct, Seattle draft picks, right? Yes, for and me, who's for your me, quarterback? Me. And who's That's going to be your actual quarterback? Because you can't rely on Stidham. That's, I mean, he's good for, right. for the saving yeah. spot right now, but for an entire season, I don't see that. Sean out. had to go get um, from San Diego to get Drew uh, uh, Breeze or Drew. We had He had to get him from Drew San Diego. Well, no. so, 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 Jim, I know, I know Byron's more of an expert at this than you. What kind of action, I mean, if you know, can the NFLPA take against the Broncos? There's not much they can do because they have the right to sit a quarterback or sit any player and not as long as they pay his uh, contract and his contract, like we've all know, is guaranteed. So they don't have to. They didn't want him to get injury. The injury contract was the big deal that they wanted to dissolve. I think that's a matter of the commissioner's office. That's never really come up in the NFL. If a player has an incentive bonus, 
and they deliberately sit him down and it hurts the chance team's chances of winning because they don't want him to get the bonus to come in. I think that's something with the commissioner's office. But yeah, but there, it's not illegal. It's not illegal, Jack. They can do that. It, it's All a right. form of tanking in a way if you're really not trying to win. But they don't have to, correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't even have their first round draft pick. Seattle has it, correct? Uh, I think so. Yeah, as far as I know, yeah, yeah. It was just a situation where they they would have been on the hook for another 30, what, 9 million if he got injured. And they didn't want to. Correct. So, so Jim, your your other team you play for, the Buffalo Bills, are playing Miami. The good thing for Miami, they're not playing up here today because it's been snowing like crazy. Mm -hmm. But. Miami is very injured. They're being they're they're dinged yeah. up on the defensive line. There, you know, there's talk that they saw uh, the cheetah in a boot. I don't think uh, I'm not even sure if if their other big wide receiver is going to play. Um, you know, the running back is banged up. I mean, this is the worst time of the year to have these injuries come up. You know, you know, a lot of people had injuries at the beginning of the year. They can deal with that. But right when you're entering the playoffs, this has got to be the worst situation. Miami. I, I, I agree. Um, you know, um, Cheetah's got to get all those kids under control. They're burning down his house and stuff. But <laughs> but um, you're right. Uh, this is the worst time for them to have all this. And he was in a boot when his house was on fire. And now you got the things. Waddle is not 100%. Their offensive line. Uh, Bradley Chubbs is out with an ACL. So it is. And Tua's been beat up a little bit. And these things are not good to be getting ready for the playoffs. They could be a shoot. They could be a one and done. And yeah. everybody, I had picked them there if you remember to win the division. Yeah. I well, what's at stake? Miami, if they win, they're the number two seed, meaning their first two playoff games if they're successful. That at home, and then worst case scenario, they play the Ravens in the championship game in Baltimore. And if the Ravens get upset in the first round, Miami has, would have every game at home. Uh, but if Miami loses, they're the sixth seed. They would be on the on the road for all three games, playoff games, if they wanted to get to the Super Bowl. Very difficult. The, the saving grace is they're playing in Miami. Like I said, if they were playing in Buffalo, I think Buffalo might even blow them out. They still might blow them out. Who knows? Sonia, you know, we we, we kind of broke the story on your show uh, about Delvin Cook, uh, you know, going to the, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, just came out in the wire when we when we when we went on. So here's the Ravens. They got their big guy. Now they got a big running back for that short yardage. He's got some hands out of the backfield. Gives Lamar Jackson a, one more weapon. I mean, Baltimore Ravens are set. If they don't go to the Super Bowl this year, I don't know if they're ever going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're right um, about that, Mac. I think it's an all or nothing with them because Dalvin Cook, um, has he's had a, a decent year. I wouldn't say it's his blowout year, but he's still young. I'm coming from the Jets and that organization. Yeah, not a decent year, um, Sonia. I'm sorry to cut in. Yeah, not a decent year. whole year. Right, but like literally, he's only averaged at the most. He had four yards in his last game against the Dolphins, um, and only one attempt. But in the Falcons game on December third, he did have thirty-five yards with nine attempts. So he's had a few games. I'm looking at his stats now. He's had a few games that were double-digit yards, but for 
um, maybe about four or five yard, four or five games. He did not have as many um, yards. So I'm thinking it's basically the organization. So that's why I said what I said, because he's with the Jets, as opposed to him going with the Ravens. Sorry about that, um, Jack, but just facts over here. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure uh, with him going to the Ravens, they, they already have their their offense sold up, so to speak. I think Dalvin is just going in, in there to be able to reinforce. Um, my question, I guess, kind of the, to paddle it back to you, was would you guys think he's going to get a lot of on-field time with them already having their, their organization sewn up the way it is? Um, or is he there kind of just as a release? You know, for the running back position. You know who I compare him to? Levanian Bell. When Bell left the Steelers, he was really good with the Steelers. He left. He wasn't good with the Jets, wasn't good with the Chiefs. The Chiefs picked him up thinking, oh, he could really help them, you know, Super Bowl contender. And he wasn't much. Dalvin Cook isn't the same runner he was a couple of years ago. You mentioned, well, maybe it's the Jet offensive line. It hasn't hurt Brees Hall, the Jet offensive line. He's just not the same runner. These running backs, they lose something. If they lose a half step, it's all the difference. Yeah, their shelf life is not not good for running backs. We know that. They're they're one of the most used uh, weapons on the line. And so their, their, their longevity isn't you know, what other players would be because of that run game. Wait, Look you're at comparing, Christian McCaffrey. He's, he's had like supposedly mediocre. Sorry, Sonia, I, I got to get on this. You're comparing Delvin Cook to Le'Veon Bell? I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know Cook was a rapper and, and gained a bunch of weight. I didn't know that happened with, with, with Delvin Cook. No, well, yeah, I'm not talking about after his career when everything is done, basically. But well, that's what he the Jets. No, he went, he went to the Jets. He went to the Jets after he gained all that wet, weight and became a rapper. That's when he went to the Jets. I have Delvin his first album. Delvin Cook, Delvin Cook, just a year ago, before he played with the Jets, I think he ran for 1,000 yards, Jack. That's what I was getting ready to say. I don't. I don't think Delvin Cook has lost too much of a step. He was never a fast guy. He's got quick feet, and he's Bell a big boy. Had the That's contract issues with the Steelers. That's he why he moved on. He Same was really good on the Mike yes. Tomlin. But um, I listened to what you're saying, and Dalvin Cook. I'm not. I think he's a great receiving running back. I don't know if he's truly a power running back that's going to get you that extra yard. But he can make some plays, and in that scheme that Baltimore runs, he could be a complimentary guy to come in and give the um, Edwards a blow. He's not going to be the star. He's not going. He's not older Sanderson, I guess. I mean, Hold because on. this is the way. I, this is the way I look at it. Excuse me, guys. This is the way I look at it. With the Jets, he's only had 214 yards and 67 attempts for the season so far. With the Vikings. He had 264 attempts for 1,173 yards one year. Every year that he was with the Vikings, with the exception of 2018 and 2017, he had over 1,000 yards. Yeah. And the previous two years, he was just coming in with 74 yards in 2017 and then 615 in 2018. So my thing is he progressively got better with that organization. I don't feel like him coming to the Jets means he's no longer any good. I'm comparing him to Christian McCaffrey. You see how he looked good when he was not injured with Carolina. 
Then he we slowly warmed down. We warmed down. The O-line, we depended on way too much in Carolina, and he was not getting the numbers he got. Send him to San Francisco, he's exploding again. That's all I'm saying. There's a Sonia, Christian McCafferty was, the, the, the was still outstanding with Carolina. The Niners gave up a number two, a number four, and a number six pick to get him. And what did the Ravens give up for Dalvin Cook? Lunch money, basically. They I did. Mean, a, I mean, there's a big difference involved here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jack. I know you're just hurt because he left the Jets. But let's be clear. No, no, you guys were holding him back. You didn't even see how the Ravens well, make use of their lunch money. Well, you guys well, will get out of this. I, I, let, them, let them go. Uh, uh, speaking of the Jets, Aaron Rodgers did win an award with the Jets, the most inspirational uh, player on the Jets. That's it was really a big sad. award. They, they, it was, it, they gave it to him. He was crying as he received it. He oh, immediately went on the, uh, the McAfee show, and they talked about it for an hour. Um, I, I don't know what the Jets are thinking with that. Yeah. But he can I think he's got his online clergy card. Yeah. I'm going to tell okay. you, it's going to be in all the years Aaron Rodgers is with the Packers, they never gave him any help during the draft. They'd always go defense. This year, mark my word, the Jets go offense. They're going to get him one of the receivers, maybe neighbors, uh, Brock Bowers, or maybe an offensive lineman. But they're going to do something, you know, to help Rodgers with the number one pick. Yeah. They're not They're not going to get him nothing. He will be in the draft room, and he will be the one drafting the players out of college. Jack, would it help you if you play Madden is you do the draft for the, the Jets. <laughs> you get them off as the player. I Listen, I don't do those things. I'm all for, I'm all for taking the best player always. Just That's what you have always. to do. In the, I don't in, go by position the way Mac and Honestly, honestly, the best player available is probably going to be an offensive player. Marvin Unless, Harrison Jr. is not, the best the, player in the draft. Yeah. But he his, doesn't go number one. Wait a minute. Why do, you, why do you say he's the best? He's the best player at that position, Jack. He's not the best position player in the draft. For position. No, he's I'm, the best player If I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, if I'm the Seattle Seahawks, I'm not drafting Marvin Harrison. Okay, I'm going to get somebody else where I need a where I need a player that to is play. True. So but I mean, position position drafting. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if you got a good team. There's nothing wrong. If you've got a bad team, then maybe you want to think about getting the best athletes. But if you have a good team, you're not you're not just going to go out and get the best athlete. Carter was not the best athlete on there when Philadelphia took him. They needed a good young defensive uh, lineman. They went to them at number nine. Yeah, but you, you look at Ceedee Lamb. Ceedee Lamb. They had Amari Cooper, and they were paying Amari Cooper really well. And they took Ceedee Lamb. Everybody said, "Why are you taking Ceedee Lamb? You already have because Amari." They were Cooper. Yeah. That guy because they were getting rid of him. Because they were getting rid of Amari Cooper. That's why they went and got Ceedee Lamb. No, they didn't get rid of him. No, no, they didn't get rid of him that year. No, no. no next year they did. Lamb was the best guy available. When he wanted, when he wanted the con that big contract, they got rid of him. And they knew that was coming. Don't, don't don't think they didn't, Jim. They knew that was coming. No, they took the best available athlete. This year they took Monty Smith. And they're going to take 
And that like worked he, out, and that worked out, and that worked out really well for him. Actually, yeah. he's doing pretty good for a rookie. Pretty, you know, your Giants, Mac. There's a Saquon Barkley's a big offseason story. What's going to be with him with the Giants? Whether they move on from him, but the Giants have been criticized for taking Barkley with the number two overall pick, and they shouldn't be. No. Who are the other quarterbacks? Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald. Barkley was the best jack we're talking five years ago that has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now so let's talk about let's talk about right now okay <laughs> let's 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 talk about what's going to happen when the antonio pierce jack brought it, up, brought it up some players are out there speaking you know in favor of keeping them i don't know what they'll do if they don't keep them mark davis at the end of the year is going to make a decision does he want to keep antonio pierce or does he cut him and get a high-profile coach? I have a feeling the way Mark Davis is, he's going to go after the high-profile coach. What do you think, Sonia? I think that's going to be real emotional for those players who have gotten used to Antonio Pierce. He has built the morale back up in that locker room. Devontae Adams seems to like him. The only caveat I would say is if it is Jim Harbaugh, and he comes in, it's like, who doesn't like him from previous experience in the league, so to speak? I know there's some haters, but, you know, um, I still feel like that it's going to cause a rift because the majority of, of, of even us that are non-Raiders fans see that Antonio has, you know, at least at a minimum turned the playing style around for that, that team where we see they're actually, you know, giving a freak on the field and actually trying to play for wins. And so we've watched the the maturation of this team literally under this interim coach. And so we've seen them play more discipline. We've seen them actually win games. We've seen their, their mindset actually be present in the game. And I think when you take that away, it's kind of like starting from scratch, even if it is a Jim Harbaugh or a Bill Belichick. Um, it's kind of like, hey, this is who we're wanting to play for. And sometimes personal you know, mindsets get involved. And it can overshadow what what the owner, you know, professionally wants for the team. Sonia, they're four and four on Antonio Pierce. He's done a better job than Josh McDaniels, clearly. But that doesn't say much. If you're an interim coach, go out, get the job. If the players want him that badly, they would have won last week playing Indianapolis. That was a winnable game. Go out there, even today. If they win today, they're five and four on Antonio Pierce. Okay, you, they can make a little bit of a discussion. Imagine they lose today. How do they come back to the owner and say, "Oh, we want Antonio Pierce. He improved us." They would have been four and five under him if they lose today. But here's the issue you run into: Rich Bisacci got him to the playoffs, if you remember, and they fired Rich Bisacci going out to get the Flash guy. And Josh McDaniels, they and I. If Mark Davis has any common sense, he's going to say, "Wait a minute! I saw I fired Versace for this guy right here, McDaniels, and look at what happened." So that helps Pierce. That helps Pierce keep the job. Plus, in the NFL, you got to remember contract guaranteed. So if Pierce comes in, I mean, uh, a new coach comes in and fires the whole staff, they got to pay him until they got get a new obviously a new gig so he saves money by keeping pierce and pierce has done i'm not a pierce fan but uh pierce has done a good job with him and he's gotten better 
Let me ask Sonia this, okay? Reportedly, Mark Davis wants to bring back John Gruden. If you had a choice, Antonio Pierce or John Gruden, do you have any problem with Mark Davis bringing John Gruden back? I forgot about that. I, I have heard that. Well, if I remember correctly, there was like some some issues when Gruden was there. Um, I think it was it was there was an issue in the locker room with him as well. Um, so I guess I'd have to look to see how many players are still on the team from when he was there. And I think it's the majority, if I'm correct. Um, and and I don't think it's a it's even a question if unless you are the owner. I think from a player's perspective, they're probably going to just stay stick with what they have. Even though they are four and four and or four and five or whatever they end up being, um, I, I sometimes think it's better to when you've seen that something is toxic, you just let it go and you just never go back to it. So, so Jim, let me ask you this: You say you know Antonio Pierce. He's a he's a smart football guy, from what I understand. Michael Strahan mm-hmm. said he's a very smart, smart guy. If you have a chance to get uh, uh, Bill Belichick. Or Jim Harbaugh, or the or Antonio Pierce is your last choice. Who you take? I'm taking uh, Antonio Pierce because he knows Ooh. the lay of the land, and the reason is is Harbaugh's not going to go there. I'm just telling you, he is not going to go there, and there's reasons behind it. But he's not going there. That's just uh, he won't go to San Diego or L.A. Chargers because he's similar, a lot similar to Parcells than people know. He wants control. That's why he likes Michigan. And that's well, the thing. It wouldn't, it, it wouldn't hurt him having control over the Chargers organization, the Raiders organization. Yeah. But the problem yeah. is, Chargers are notorious for not paying coaches. Don't no. get yourself there. They don't pay them. And the Raiders are paying two coaches and staffs from their previous. I yeah I understand that. All I know is if it, to me, if you get Bill Belichick in there, that that's they're going to go crazy. Belichick's not going there. I'm telling you. Matt, we'll I'm going to tell you now, Jim Harbaugh, the place that I think he's going to wind up at, he goes to the NFL or the Washington Commanders because I think ownership would give him full control and back off. They don't yeah. have a high profile owner like a Robert Kraft. He's not going to want to get full power to a coach. Possible. Possible. That's a possible. And, and he'd be close to his brother, only a you know few yeah. miles down, well, ninety-five south. Wow, but he's not going. He, he likes the West Coast. I know Jim real well too, and he likes the West Coast. But you got to remember, Jim's got six children, and he wants to put them in the best situation. And honestly, Michigan is the best situation. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't think he'll be in Michigan. We'll see. Um, a lot of uh. Coordinators, position coaches, maybe maybe special team coaches are going to leave their 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 home too to go and maybe take head coaches' jobs out there. Of course, I'm a Giants fan. I'm interested in Wink Martindale. There was discussions that they had a little problem. Him and the ball had a little problem last year. And what do you what do you guys think? Uh, start start with you, Jack. What do you think? Do you think Wink Martindale is the Giants' defensive coordinator next year? Uh, I don't think so. And I. Certain of the players are very attached to him. You heard like Dexter Lawrence, he's going to be brokenhearted if Wink Martindale goes. But we haven't gotten the results from the Giants. Let's be honest about it. I mean, players talk, they want this, they want that. If you want to save a coach's job, win. Perform well as a unit. Not Lawrence himself, he's been good. 
But Wig Martindale, the writing's been on the wall all season long. Brian DeBall didn't want to make a move during the season. I can't see him coming back. Jim, you were, you were a coach in the NFL. You were a defensive line coach, position coach there. Um, what what goes on, you know, when you're having a bad season like something like this? I'm not saying bad, but it's not not what the Giants expected. I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around. You can blame the ball. You can blame Martindale. You can blame anybody. What is what what is Martindale's? What do you think his attitude is right now? I mean, I I can imagine that he's thinking that maybe something's going to happen here. So does what do you do in that kind of position as a coach? Well, you coach. That's all you can really do. But I think Martindale is. Uh, a guy that speaks his mind and some coaches don't like that, but the ball is the same way. I think it's some of this stuff is overblown. I would anticipate Martin coming back. And, but that doesn't mean I told you what the big issue was. He was playing two rookie cornerbacks. You're not yes. going to be very successful in the NFL playing two rookie cornerbacks. And I think he, and he plays all that man coverage. And he that's did, and you're right, Jim, and he did, and he did adjust that, and that's yes. why the Giants' defense has been playing better. Exactly. So, I mean, and maybe the ball said, "Hey, listen, you can't keep you can't keep doing that, and giving up big plays, yeah. and, and and we can't, you know, we don't have the offense to catch up." And of course, Martindale saying, "Well, get a better offense." I mean, I can see, I can see what's going on. But he there. did adjust, and I think Martindale is a very good coach, and uh, they okay. just got to have a system which fits. Well, you got to have the personnel. That fits the style. A lot of coaches don't like to change. The really good coaches adapt to whatever. Could I tell you something? But as little as one game could seal a coach's fate. Think of the giant jet game. The giant defensive line was overpowering the jet offensive line all game long. Zach Wilson couldn't get a pass off. And with 29 seconds left, he drops the players back. Hartley puts on a pass rush, and Zach Wilson is able to tie the game. The, game. the Jets are one second left, kick a field goal, send it into overtime. I mean, just that coaching strategy itself by Wink Martindale cost the Giants the game. But what if it did work? And that's just the part of coaching, Jack. You're going to make yeah, No kidding. I mean, every coach makes mistakes. I mean, if you're going to fire a coach because he made, called one bad play that resulted maybe you losing the game – I think every coach might get fired out there, you know, at least once once a year out there anyway. Sonia, we I haven't think- talked about the, we haven't talked about the Panthers at all today. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a, a reprieve here and let, let you talk about them a little bit. Drafting, you guys messed yourselves up on the draft. Uh, of course, the Panthers, I think, need help in about every area. The defense we thought was going to be better than it was, but I guess it's just a matter of getting worn down by the end of the year. So, your idea for a coach and your idea for – and don't go crazy and pick, you know, a great coach that won't come there. You be, you know, be realistic. And and who do you think they – who do you think they pick up as their first pick? Oh, man. I can't believe you told me don't go crazy about it because you know who I'm going to say. Um, I just – you know, the two greatest ones that even though may not come back to the, to the NFL hall bar, you know, um, but I, being honest, um, I think that Tepper is going to definitely be looking for an offensive minded coach, um, someone that can help shape and, and continue to mold and mentor Bryce um, to basically show the Panthers why and the world, honestly, why he was chosen as the number one pick. 
Um, we don't have any drafts, basically, and, and we'll not have any drafts for a while. I don't even know when our first draft pick will be because we got rid of this year coming up and we've gotten rid of a couple of other drafts for me, the next draft. So I, I can't even look at a draft for the Panthers, except unless we do a switcheroo with someone else until 2026 looks like it's real well, unfortunate. Let me ask you the big question. When C.J. Stroud threw that first touchdown pass, did Temper throw a drink at the TV? That's, I, I want to know if you know anything about that. He probably threw his entire wine collection at the TV. Actually, what's forgotten yeah, is when right. the Panthers played the Texans this year, right? We won. Head to head against C.J. Stroud, and the Panthers won that game. Yeah. Uh, next season is really crucial for Bryce Young. I mean, myself and Jim still have faith in him. Mac never had faith in Bryce Young, maybe because of the durability factor, but he's shown himself to be durable, if nothing else. But if he has the same type of year next season, there are going to be some real red flags. He definitely has to show improvements next season. And that's directly going to be related to who the coach is going to be. They have to bring out the best in them. You know, it's not just going to be, it's not just going to be who the coach is. It's, it's getting some weapons on the O-line. Like in, in a different situation, Bryce being say where CJ was and vice versa. I think we'd be looking at two different, two different outcomes as far as where CJ is now. I know a lot of people like to compare them um, like physicality wise, but honestly, if you look at their, their last plays in their last play time in college, they were very comparable except with the, you know, the, the physicality element, the size and things of that nature. But when you look at them now, yes, we beat them when they oh. came to Carolina um, but those two gentlemen have known each other since they were teenagers. Um, I, I kind of joked around and said maybe CJ felt bad and just went ahead and like, yeah, y'all give him the win. Like, look at him. You know, that's my friend. <laughs> but um, in all sincerity. Well, well yeah. I, yeah. Well, that. Well, all that, sincerity. Tepper wanted. Tepper wanted. That Bryce, didn't happen, Sonia. Right. That, that, right. Yeah, and the general manager wanted CJ. Everybody's talking about the head coach. The most important person that the Carolinas going to have to hire is a GM. And I'll tell you why. Because yeah, we cannot get the personnel that you need in the draft because of the position in the draft and you're down in the draft. What you have to do is look at the market. How does this player fit in? And, you, and unfortunately, you're probably going to have to overpay for players now because of yeah. the situation with the draft. And that's the thing you got to remember is, is yes, that yes. now that GM has to have, he has to understand how we get these guys and he's going to have to observe what we need to do to get these players. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, I, so, I, so honestly, I think we, it takes more than a GM. I think we need a whole new, um, just a whole new everything. We just need to start from the owner all owner. the way down. Yeah. So anyway, so, so anyway, before we bring the fully sports guy on, I know Jack just gets up and leaves now. He doesn't even let me know he's leaving. So right. I guess I guess he thinks he's running the show. We were too so hard anyway, on him. Today. So before we bring up the, the Philly <laughs> sports guy, let me tell you, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my my fantasy football team. I ha I haven't played fantasy football in years, but when I did, I was pretty good at it. So this is what I'm gonna give you guys for fantasy football 
uh, uh, team today. My quarterback would be Dak Prescott. My receivers are DJ Moore and Diggs. My running back is James Cook with Buffalo and Saquon Barkley against the Eagles. And my defense was the Steelers uh, from last night. Of course, I you know that's already done. But those that would have been my my defense if I was to pick a defense today. I might I might just might take uh, the Rams against the Commanders. So that would be my defense today if I was going to take one. Pretty good, I think. Uh, I know. I, I, I'm not playing it, but that's who I would take if I was playing it. So let's bring up the Philly sports guy as he'll give us some of the Philadelphia Eagle news. And he'll talk about the implosion of the Dallas Cowboys again for us. So let's bring him up and see if he can get the word. On Did the you just say that you would take Cowboys the Rams defense against the what's Commanders? Going on, Pat? Did you just say you'd take the Rams yes, defense? I did. I did. But they're not playing the Commanders. Did I? Yes, I did. No, they're not. They're playing the 49ers. The Rams. Oh, sorry, sorry. I got I got the wrong sheet here. Hold on. Hold on. I can't take the Rams. Uh, I can't see take what them. I'm talking about. <laughs> Actually, uh, truth of the matter is, is that I, I would I would everything everything I was looking like did I get something wrong? Because I Jets. have a fantasy team. I would use the Jets like, defense against the Patriots. You got it. The Jets defense against the Patriots, I think the Jets win. That's, that's not a bad pick either. That's not a bad pick. I, I don't think it's and a bad pick since either. I am maybe, a maybe, maybe the champion this year. Maybe I should – maybe I'm, right. I'm worth listening to. <laughs> maybe so. What's up, guys? Maybe so. But you're, you're not All too right. good about imploding games because the team you picked – the team you picked – the Dallas Cowboys is the opposite. Maybe your team's a team imploding at the end of the year at PAX. It doesn't look too good for them right now uh, going into the playoffs. So uh, Dallas didn't implode. Eagles, we'll see what happens as we move on to the to, to the uh, to the game today. So, PAX, let's get to the Philadelphia Eagles information here. Let's see. Devontae Smith is ruled out for today's game. Um, let's see. They're talking about, you know, the change of the defensive coordinator, a big thing that happened at the end of the year uh, when you guys changed the defensive coordinators. Riddick mentioned, you know, that, you know, you got to learn a whole new system. There's a whole new scheme. You think that's what really affected the Eagles here at the end of the year, Pax? No. No, I think the lack of linebackers. You know, uh, if anything, like when, when N'Kobe Dean was there, he may have been undersized and – <laughs> like uh only you know like like he he brought a little bit of help there but ever since he's been hurting out they have been just struggling badly badly and that's where everybody's beating us the reason why we're not getting any pressure on the quarterback is because the quarterback only has to stand in the pocket for two and a half seconds and get somebody over the middle and um, they've been picking us apart and you do make a good point but if you remember at the end of the year, I thought uh, beginning of the year, I told you that linebacker coach is not very good. And it's just not personnel. He's awful. I work with him and I know he's not very good. He was the defensive coordinator and he's not a very good linebacker coach because you have talent. He's just not very good. Well, uh, you know, I put in a word for you, Jim. They may be give, you may be getting a call in the offseason. <laughs> yeah. You know, Say, hey, listen, you know, I know this guy was a Dallas Cowboy. And I tell you what, and, and I'm, I'm figuring you're going to break the mold that because there's not very many Dallas Cowboys that come over to the Eagles that do well. well or well, Eagles that go to Peyton was a 
Peyton was at the Eagles. If you remember that, Sean Payton, and he was a Dallas. He was at the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, but Sean Payton was only here for like what a season or two, and then yeah, rolled. About a season, so it wasn't. And, not, uh, that's not yeah. like what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about like, yeah, like anybody who's actually been like a, an Eagle that went to the Cowboys never lasted very long, or and that a Cowboys cool. that went to the Eagles has yeah. never lasted very long. We did have um, Howard Carmichael. Um, we had a uh, Randall yeah, Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. I mean, even and, uh, even Harry Cobb. Gary Cobb. Even when you talk about like Herschel Walker and things yeah. like that, Herschel Walker may be the best example of somebody who was good with both teams. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, let me I ask think you because Pags doesn't yes. think it makes a difference. You you made you you played you played defense, and I don't know if you ever switched defensive coordinators or not from one year to another or something like this. At the end of the year, what do you think? Do you think that affects your defense? To a certain extent, but it is also the defensive coordinator is really just telling you what you what he wants to run. You have to go out there as a position coach and do it. I mean, we did, and honestly, the defensive coordinator last year at Arizona was a lot better than people gave him credit for. He did have, you see, because they do have talent. They're one of the most talented defenses. But like Pag said, in their linebacking court, and that that they're struggling because they, they always talk about the secondary. It's not the secondary. It's the linebacking core that's giving them the issues because they have the one of the uh, – probably one of the best D-lines in the NFL. And they still have players in the back end. Right. And, and I think – and I also – You say they have one of the best – You say they have one of the best D-lines in the – You say they have one of the best defense – of lines in the NFL, but as Pags was just alluding to before I interrupted him, I mean, they are getting worn down. They look a little old at the end of the game, uh, and they're running the ball on these guys. So, I mean, no matter how good you are, they're, they're not uh, besides harder there. They're not, they're not really they're not youthful up front. And, 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 Jim, and, Jim, and, and Jim, let me finish. And what they do with Riddick, I don't understand. Riddick is probably their best pressure guy on that team coming from that outside linebacker position, and they're dropping him into coverage. Mm-hmm. Well, you look at it. Uh, I take Swift, Swift and uh, not Sweat and Riddick and those inside guys any day. But you can get worn down in the NFL. You're playing 17, and they've been playing some tough teams. They've been playing physical teams, and it's taking a toll on them as far as defensively, the whole group. And it, you can get worn down. That's 17. Like I told you, it's, it's not a sprint. It is a marathon. And the teams that usually go ahead are the teams that stay healthy. You have to be healthy at the end of the year to have an opportunity to go farther in the playoffs. And that's the big thing. You can't lose a lot of players. You look at what's happening in Miami. We talked about them previously. When you have that situation, it is hard because you're playing the best teams left in the NFL in the playoffs. It's the time of season. The injuries yeah. always yeah. play. It's true. just, it's just the narrative. So, uh, I mean, we're starting to get a little bit healthy, but when you're playing 40 minutes on, mm-hmm. on a side of the ball – I mean, a game. I mean, it's been like that for the last two, three games that these the defense just has not been able to get off the field. Yes. And it's because of the linebacker crew. I mean, we're on I mean, we're on our fourth and fifth, you know, 
six cornerbacks. Yeah. Uh, the same thing with the linebackers, the linebackers. I mean, we're getting excited because Cunningham's coming back. Exactly. Hey, Cunningham at best is like a, a second string corner, a second string linebacker. And at, you know, but we're excited that he's coming back. So, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I don't care what happens today. I don't think it matters. I think that Dallas will ultimately win today. So I would rest our guys. I would rest as much of the defense as you possibly can, put a lot of people out there that aren't used to seeing the ball and getting snaps and stuff like that so that you make sure that everybody is rested for next week and start the new season with a 0-0 zero and zero record. We have to go on the road, so it's going to be a little bit harder. But I, I, that's what I would do. That if I was the coach and mm -hmm. I saw the layout as we have it here, actually being the fifth seed is actually I feel an easier road than being the second seed. You know, Rex Ryan said something that was interesting yesterday before the Ravens steal a game. He basically said no game in the NFL is a throwaway game because the way the rosters are made up, you're forced to play good players. Even, you know, if, even if you want to rest guys, someone has to play and they're decent that players that are going to be you know, out you there. You with the Ravens, they pay, uh, what's his name, Patrick Queen. He played and they had yeah. some of their stars playing. And they lost, obviously, because of the uh, offensive guys not playing Lamar Jackson and um, Odie, um, Odell Beckham and guys like that. But, I mean, you got to play. You can't. It's, it's not like college where you could take your whole first team off the field. You just can't do it by the numbers in the NFL. There's no depth. There's most teams. Yeah. Exactly. And, and real quick, real quick, just because just because you mentioned it. Does it not seem that Rex Ryan is is pining for a head coaching job these last oh, three, no four weeks? About it. Three, four no weeks. Question. He's been he's been given a lot of sound bites that says, yeah. "Hey, I'm ready to come back and be a coach of this NFL." That he oh, thinks no that right now that he could do be very successful because right now, I and when you think about this and how the NFL is so, you know, a lot of parity here right now that they are. That he could probably come back here with a you know, with a team that's got a little bit like I, I unfortunately I don't think Carolina's that team, but he could come back out here for with a little bit and actually make some waves as a coach well, back in this. Got, he could come back as a defensive coordinator, I think, somewhere, but he's got a big personality with the he's coming back as a head coach. No way, no way is he gonna be able to be I the only way the only way that I could see him coming back as a defensive coordinator is is in maybe like a system like the Eagles, where they have yeah. two head coaches. They have an offensive head coach and a defensive head coach. That's the problem I think this year is that when you had that defensive head coach didn't really have control as much as he as as previous defensive coordinators have had. I mean, even Gannon last year was the defensive head coach nothing went beyond him this year i think some of the stuff is some of the defense is going beyond the defensive coordinator and has hit it up to to nick sirianni so and and that's why it's struggled some now i think that was part of the real reason on why they actually put patricia in that because he at least has some head coaching experience and, and that's why they needed to make such a change because I think Nick was starting to worry too much about the defense, and he's not a defensive guy.
Yeah. Do you think Patricia's previous coaching jobs, because guys talk, bothered those players too when Patricia took uh, control of the defense? Because he's not, some people don't like him. And some players. Well, I, mean, I think the biggest person in that locker room that that's going to control the narrative about Patricia is Slay. Yeah, they they've had they they. Patricia's. It was rumored that they did not like each other in Detroit, and I have to imagine that that had to be the biggest person to turn because Slay is very vocal in the locker room. So, do I think that this could have occurred without Slay's blessing? No. So Slade had to be one, had to be the big one to sign off on this. It's interesting. I do find it interesting that Slade's been hurt during this time. Mm -hmm. So that may have been part okay, of it. Like, so, hey. So God. Okay. So, Pags, let's 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 get to the picks. I'll get your three picks first. Who are your favorites to win this week? My favorites to win this week. I like the Saints, the Jags, and the Buccaneers. Okay. Jack, who do you got for your favorites? I like the Lions over the Vikings. Are you, are you I think the Vikings have terrible quarterback issues, and I think they've lost the, the incentive to play it. I think they basically passed it in at this point. I like the Cowboys to run over the Commanders. With all that's at stake for the Cowboys, I don't see the Commanders giving them a close game. I mean, and let's face it, Ron Rivera, Rivera in all probability, is going to be let go right after the game, or at least tomorrow. And I also like the Buccaneers over the Panthers, but I have a little apprehension there because how good are the Buccaneers? Baker Mayfield has bruised ribs, but with all that's at stake for the Buccaneers, you would think they'd be able to cover the points. I think Ron Rivera resigns. I don't think he gets fired. I think I think they're going to allow him to leave gracefully, and he'll well, resign. Same thing. Same uh, same thing in a way. If he wants to stay as commander coach, he wouldn't be allowed to. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Jim, who do you got? Detroit over Minnesota. And I also have um, Tampa Bay over Carolina. And I have Las Vegas over Denver. Jim's What's got two of my three picks. He's following on my coattails oh, yeah. here. <laughs> What's the role of the eyes, Sonia? You know why. Everybody want to gang up on the Panthers. I can't wait the next season when we're like undefeated and I have to look at all of your faces every week. <laughs> you have Cowboys, Jason. Uh, Sonia, why don't you give us uh, your three picks? And I, I imagine. Well, this time I'm going to have it right because I brought some notes. I don't know what you're talking about, Jack. Sonia. This let me do my okay. my three favorites. So give give me New England. I'm laying the points. I think they will win by three points or more. Also, give me the Bills. Miami's beat up. I'm sure they won't have a problem covering the point spread. And then give me Detroit over the Vikings. 
Um, Dan Campbell's aggressive to the point, so you know he's going to be still playing his starters. Um, he's not going to hold back. And um, <laughs> look, at, look at how they played Dallas. They went for three, two times in a row so and still lost the game. But he's very aggressive. And um, you got the weapons like Amon Ross St. Brown, David Montgomery, and Jameer Gibbs. The whole entire starters are going to be in. So um, I'm pretty sure that they're going to win by at least three and a half points. So, yeah, those are my favorites. Yeah, the score in that inevitable half point in football is really tough to do. Yeah. <laughs> it is. In fact, the point yeah, spread moves. It definitely so. is. It is. The so, Texans did it last night. The Texans did it last night so by running a 40-yard safety. Yes. So so I'm with I'm with Sonia. I'm I'm going with Buffalo. And I'm gonna go with New England. I think they both win. I like I like uh, Seattle covered against Arizona. Uh, it's more important to them than Arizona, so I'm gonna take them as my under uh, as my favorites. And of course, so let's keep it going. There you go, our underdog pick for this week. Pags is going to take us away with his underdog pick. Who do you got, Pags? Especially since three of the panelists took Detroit. I'm going the opposite way because I know how well they do their picks. I'm going the Vikings. <laughs> okay. I was Pags waiting for you to take the Vikings as their underdog. No, I know I I don't trust I don't trust Detroit yet. I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe they win, maybe they they don't who knows. But anyway, Pags goes with Detroit. Jack, who's your underdog? I don't go with Detroit. I yeah, I mean, Pags is talking both considering Pags never officially entered our competition. He backed off to uh, and finally I missed one week. One week I missed, and I Matt, got taken Matt out because I was so far ahead of you guys. So you. far ahead. You were suspended two weeks. Max suspended you. You're out of here. Yep, because you didn't. Uh, but I'm going to go with my underdog pick. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. They're finishing the season the right way. I know they're going to Green Bay. Green Bay has a playoff berth at stake. But they have one last year against the Lions. Same situation. And the Lions knocked them off at Green Bay. Bears are going to go into Green Bay and win. And let's keep an eye on Justin Fields. If he plays a... Great game. He's obviously back as the fair quarterback next year. He probably is in any event. But if he should have a terrible game, a terrible game, wow, it's going to have the Bears thinking what they're going to do with the number one overall draft pick. Jim, who's your underdog? The Rams over San Francisco, the 49ers. Because it doesn't mean anything to the Rams. I mean, the 49ers. So I'm gonna go with Los Angeles over um, the 49ers. So, well, does it I, mean much to the Rams, Jim? Huh? Does it mean much to the Rams? Yeah, it means to them more than it means They're to the 49ers. McCaffrey's out. The only one who's playing is Debo. 
they're going to play Denar, I mean, Darnell. So you know how those ex-Jet quarterbacks are. <laughs> Darnell looked good against the Ravens Ooh. in that game, the Niners yeah, lost, actually, did. yeah. Who do you okay, guys, who do you guys, with all the weapons that they have over there? Not, not for nothing. Yeah. So um, despite just learning that, uh, well, a couple of days ago that they're going to be playing Jeff Driscoll, which is going to be their fifth quarterback of the season, I'm going to go with the Browns as my underdog. I feel like um, the the point spread that you sent us, Mac, had, um, I think it had like, hold on, let's see. Yours said five, but now it's been moved up to seven, uh, the point spread in Vegas, I mean. And I feel like um, Cincinnati's favorite is far too high in this game. Um, I feel like um, that th they're just not going to be able to do it if they don't win it outright. So Cleveland is my underdogs. They may even win it outright today. I agree with you there. I think I think that the Bengals are on the tee, the tee box already. Right. You're probably right. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they, the the Chargers have packed it in a couple of games ago. They don't want Staley back, and they're going to make sure he goes out on a losing note. So I'm going to take. Well, Staley got let go. Yeah. He got let go already, Mac. Staley's out. There you go. So it's worked already. So we're going to make sure that there's a reason for that. So anyway, thank you for that for, for that update. So you think the Kansas City? But I'm still taking the Kansas City Chiefs as my underdog. Uh, plus, so you think they're going to beat the Chargers? Correct. Aren't they? Um, well, they're one and a half underdogs, so I'm taking a one and a half point too. But I think Kansas City beats them. I was looking at the recent ones because yeah, they have three the, and a half now. Yeah, it's three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Do you think? And, and you know what? We we've been talking that's, a lot that's, about that's, the offensive coordinator from Washington. That's why, as I tell Pags every week, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Pags, wait a minute, Pags. That's that's what I tell Pags every week. That's why I send out the email. I do the spreads mm -hmm. so that you yeah. guys were all on the same page. So that's why we do it the way we do it. Otherwise, we'd be going back and forth. Yeah, guys. this isn't one that's um, switched back. Sorry to interrupt you, buddy. What I, what I am talking about was we, we talk a lot about the Washington Commanders uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, and, I, you know, it's like I, I wonder about where he could possibly coach, who could possibly take him. You know a spot that I really believe might? The Chargers. I agree. He's from LA. I think the Chargers spot for enemy because it's it's hidden. It's not the Chargers aren't going to get a lot of uh, press out in LA, and that's that's a good spot for him to really see if he could be a coach. Yeah. I, I I thought about this and I'm like, you know, because I just I just don't believe that anybody's going to take that flyer on him, but the Chargers might specifically because he is in the same division as Andy Reid. And he's going to have some intimate knowledge of that offense and the way that they run their organization. And I think that they're going to want to take some of that. I don't know about that, but Justin Herbert did not have a good year. For whatever reason, he regressed a bit. And if Eric Bieniemy's this sharp offensive mind, uh, maybe the Chargers are going to want him to come on board, work with Justin Herbert, get him back to what he was. 
But either way, I think that that's out of all the landing spots that are going to be available this offseason and the possibility of him actually becoming a head coach. I think the only real one when you start to deal with his history mm -hmm. is the Chargers. And that's it. That's there's mm -hmm. all, that's only the only fit that I see that actually he could fit into. That is a good possibility. Well, that's a real good point, Pags. I, I read, I, I read in the beginning uh, before we went on that the Falcons are showing some interest in him too. So, uh, but the Chargers, that sounds right. I mean, same division. It makes a lot of sense. They definitely could use that information not only against their offense, but against their defense too, because he was, you know, going up against them every week. So that's but going up against then you the ask defense. Question, I so know. That's, that's a good. That's a good thought. That's yeah. very possible. And it is a good thought, but when you think about it so, as a coach. You look at the Falcons situation, they're going to need a quarterback. and They're going to have to find a quarterback. They do have a young running back, B. John Robinson, and they have some receivers. But at the Chargers, you got Herbert and you got Eckler. Hopefully you'll have Eckler. So you got a chance and, you know, the receiver is getting a little long in the tooth. But you still, it looks like you have more. Talent. They have so many offensive weapons that, yeah. that were underutilized this year. Yeah. Uh, so I can see that. The problem is, is that, again, the ownership and the media blitz that would come with hiring the enemy. Yeah. And that's where that's where I feel that that knocks Atlanta down a notch because mm -hmm. Arthur Blank is already a part of a problem. You know what I mean? He's in the middle of a media hit and why hire somebody else that's good. I mean, it might be the distraction that Arthur Blank needs, but ultimately uh, I, I don't think it's a good fit because of the media blitz. Like they're just going to get attacked by the media. And that's if, and that's if they don't uh, release Arthur Smith himself, depending on today's outcome, this is the third yeah. season. The Falcons are seven and 10 finishing in a, Three years in a row. If there's so seven Arthur ten. Smith himself oh, is yeah. on the hot seat as of what happens today with well, today's today, with the Saints. You, you said it best, Sonia, today. If the Falcons beat the Saints and the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers, Falcons win the division, Arthur Smith is going nowhere. There's no right. vacancy in Atlanta. So let's kind of wait one more day because that's a realistic possibility. Then the possibility of Dennis Allen might be gone, Jack. Who? If they lose, if the Saints lose today, Dennis Allen could be gone. Right. right. It's, it's, it's well, the yeah. whole South. The whole <laughs> right. South may be shook up. Yep. Todd Bowles, yeah. everybody. You, you yeah. think about yeah. it. All the people in the today. There could be all four. All four teams could need a coach. And if they get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised that they fired And a quarterback. All four teams need, except for, except for the Saints, all four teams. Well, three teams need a solid quarterback. Well, Baker's decent. He's decent. So two of us, the Falcons and the Panthers, definitely need quarterback help. I'll say that. Like, we got Bryce. Yeah, Eric the enemy quarterback. Wait, did he help himself this year? He left the Chiefs because Andy Reid in large part was doing the play calling, not Eric the enemy. So he went to Washington where he would be in charge of the offense to prove himself. Did he prove himself this year that he's truly had coaching material? I, I don't think so. Ooh, I think I'm sometimes not, people could, yeah, people could prematurely leave an oh, organization yeah, and it can handle them. You go from Patrick Mahomes to Sam Howell, you have to kind of take that into consideration. Yeah. Um, 
Ooh, you you make so guys. Good. Let's let's start getting into the picks for the rest of the games. Uh, let's let's start getting into the picks for the rest of the games. Of course, the two games already won. We had Sonya taking uh, the Cleveland Browns with the plus five at Cincinnati. Does anybody disagree with that? Does anybody think Cincinnati uh, beats the Browns by more than five or even wins the game? Does anybody think Cincinnati can win that game today? I think Cincinnati could win the game, yeah. but I would take the Browns with the points if I were pushed into it. I think Cincinnati will win. I think they'll, you know, I don't know if they'll beat the points, but I'm not a very good point picker, so. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Cleveland. I think Cleveland beats up Cincinnati today. Uh, it's Detroit and Minnesota kind of split. We're split with Pags. It was, I don't care. I don't care if it's in Las Vegas. I still think Cleveland beats uh, Cincinnati today. So um, let's go with Detroit. Pags only when it takes Detroit today. Uh, uh, who knows? I mean, maybe Detroit wrestles players. I'm the only one that took uh, you know, the Vikings. The, the, I'm the only one that took Minnesota. Well. I did not take Detroit. Vikings. Sorry, sorry. Maybe Detroit wins. Maybe Detroit wrestles players today. I don't know if they're going to go full, full full speed ahead or not. We'll find out, I guess. Uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Nobody took that game. What do you guys think about start, – starting with Jack. What do you think about uh, Did he not hear my picks at all? Did I not game? take Jacksonville? That, Jack? You did take Jacksonville. Right. Well, you know, close game at Tennessee. I can't believe a Mike. I, I wasn't paying attention uh, I think, it, and there's so much at stake with the Jaguars, you know, in this game as far as winning the division goes. They need to win this game to win the division. And it's certainly a very winnable game against the Titans. Close game. I think the Jags will get it done in a very close game. So, Sonia, is Trevor Lawrence playing today? It was supposed to be questionable. Like they said, game time decision. So I guess I'd have to look right now because he was, it was still um, there ain't no up in chance the air. He's, he's going to chance to, he's got a chance to win the division. If they lose, yeah. they're out. He's playing. Yeah, they haven't updated yet. It's still questionable. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he's going to play um, as of an hour ago. I, I would. Yeah. Like his, his, their team, okay. their, fr right. their playoff is on the line. You know, the Jags have been a little bit of a disappointment. They were last year with the Houston Texans or this year, and we're thinking, oh, the Texans are going to be better next year even. We thought that about the Jaguars this year, and they got off to a good start. Now they've leveled out. I just don't see the improvement. I don't see them as being a team of the future the way they performed this year, regardless of what happens today. Well, you know, and as, well, you as say of an that, hour ago, they had, had they had that it was not certain. But if they play C.J. Beathard, he's a seven-year veteran. Um, he did complete 17 of 24 passes um, for their routing against the Panthers. So he's not too bad, you know, enough to be able to hold a shoulder the team, at least today. But they have not released for Trevor. He's just bad, Sonia. He's not too bad. He's just you know, bad. Um, <laughs> regardless, bad. that's a um, situation to look at. People say, oh, they'll never fire Mike Vrabel. But Carthon's there now, Rand. And Rand came in from the 49ers. And there's there's been rumors that Vrabel is hard to deal with as a head coach. 
and it wouldn't shock me because Tennessee does some unusual things. I don't. Rabel's on the hot seat for Black Monday. He's on the what? He's, he's, on, the, he's on the hot seat for tomorrow. Yeah. But Grable will get a head coaching job somewhere really? next season. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he I has won the championship, but has how many times has he been to Oh, the you know when you have a good – he's a good coach. He's just – But is he a, as a coach? You know, you look at guys like Andy Reid, Belichick, guys like that, yes. Even um, uh, Pete Carroll. Yeah, they'll get other jobs if they don't have their jobs. And I'm not saying they're going to get fired. But is Vrabel in that category? Well, no. I mean, he hasn't been quite as accomplished. But, he's, you know, he's had success at Tennessee. Is that I mean, what, because of Derrick Henry at his peak? Well, it's how he's used Derrick Henry. I mean, it's more Derrick like Henry, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan he's Tannehill. never had a franchise quarterback <laughs> at Tennessee. Derrick Henry's They're both not getting older. Yeah. Jeb, 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 Every every head coach is good because of their of their key. Yeah, and I players. With you, but anyway, let's let's push on. The Jets yeah. are at Jack. New England. Uh, Snow like. All right, Jets are at New England. Uh, me and Sonia took New England. Does anybody here think the Jets are going to win this game today? Yeah, I think the Jets will squeeze it out like six. To 13, that type of game. Let's keep in mind, I know Belichick knows how to handle the Jets quarterback position. They like Trevor Simeon, he should have success with. But if the Jet defense shows up, and I would think they would show up today, I mean, the New England offense with Zappy, they're not going to do much, you know, either. Low scoring game, I think the Jets win by a field goal. Well, you know, you gotta remember uh, the most and, uh, inspirational players are gonna be. <laughs> so the Jets have got the most inspirational player in Aaron Rodgers, but he's not gonna help him because it's in New England. In New England. Yeah, he's an online clergy too. That's yeah. true. Guys, you That's wanna true. win that, that game badly if you were a Patriot fan. Your pick is on the line. I, Where are you gonna pick in the draft? That is true, but I think New England's still going to win. Oh, my God. Here he goes to the picks. Belichick let, let, let's if talk, Belichick let's loses talk Atlanta, today, New Orleans. If Belichick loses today, he's tied for the losing his coach as well, and he's not going to go out like that. All that, all them stats don't mean nothing. Uh, Atlanta at New Orleans, who you guys got? Nobody picked it as far as their favorites. Or underdogs. Right. What are you talking? Did you write down any of my picks? Tags if I missed it again. <laughs> I, I got I got New Orleans winning that. What do you got, Jack? You know, I kind of regret I didn't take the Saints as one of my picks because I think they'll win by a couple of touchdowns today. Something I don't trust the Falcons for anything this year. They've been really dysfunctional and uh and Derek Carr, I'm not a fan of his, but when he does show up, you know, with their weapons, with Kamara Olive, you know, they'll get it done in New Orleans today with all that's at stake because if Tampa Bay stumbles, they know the division's on the line. And for the Falcons, too, what an intriguing game. The scoreboard watch, the winner of that game wins the division if the Buccaneers stumble. I think the Falcons can. Jim, get who would done. you got? I know you you like picking the Atlanta Falcons all year, and and you and you lost you lost most of your picks in Atlanta. So are I'm you going to win Atlanta lost. again today? 
No, I'm going with New Orleans. It's in New Orleans. All right. All right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, and Pags, who you got? Uh, as one of my picks, I chose the Saints. As I'll repeat my 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 picks again, just so that you have them written <laughs> down, because you keep telling me, you know, I had the Saints, the Jaguars, and the Buccaneers. <laughs> my underdog pick was Minnesota, not Detroit. Yes, you do, Pags. You do. Okay, I'll, I'll, all right, all right. I just want to make sure. Maybe I need to get closer right, to the right, microphone. I'll, I'll write them down. And you okay, keep the next the on that division there is. <laughs> well, I'm going to Sonia right now. If you guys let me. Sonia is the expert of the the NFC South there. I mean, she's got Atlanta in there, Carolina's in there, yeah. and and all those teams. Sonia, I imagine you're taking Atlanta because you're from Georgia, right? No, that's not why. I just I just despise the entire division except for my team. Um, the Panthers, excuse me, the Falcons, I noticed everybody picked the Saints. Yes, the game is in New Orleans, but the Falcons are only one game behind the Saints. Um, they're playing for the division. Everyone except the Panthers are playing for this toilet bowl of a division down here. Um, they are going, I'm picking the Falcons. Um, I know I didn't pick them as my underdog. I stayed away from that team because I didn't want to put it as my underdog, but I'm going to say that they're going to win because if they win today, they're going to be the seventh team in history to make the postseason with a losing record, joining the Browns and Lions and Seahawks and even the 2014 Panthers and 2020 and 2022 Buccaneers and um, Washington football team. But I, I would love that, Sonia, because then I'm coming down to see you. That I will be coming down. I'll get a room ready because I'm coming. Okay, so listen, I'm picking the Falcons. Um, right. <laughs> I feel like they want to win the division and I'm yeah. just not yeah. um, sold on how Derek Carr has been playing. I'm just not. So there you go. All right. So Sonia and, and the, the short answer is she's picking the Falcons. So that was her short answer of, of that five minute uh, recital she did for us right there. Jim. Uh, <laughs> I get no time to talk about South, y'all. It's taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got to bully your way in there, Sonia. Oh, Just bully your way Thank in. Thank you. Sonia, we give you more time than anybody else, for God's sakes. Today, maybe. <laughs> See, I don't – they don't even everybody's listen to what taking, I got to say anymore. Everybody's, so, everybody's taking – He's just talking. He just doesn't hear me. Everybody, everybody is taking – Every everybody is taking Tampa Bay. Is there anybody in there in here that thinks that Green Bay? Uh, no, that Carolina can beat Tampa Bay. Besides Sonya. Wow. See besides me. Okay, there you go. Carolina. I said Carolina. Me. Next week we'll be in college right. for Marvel. Okay, so <laughs> there's been teams that like yeah. to upset, and they and we go. know that if we upset Tampa, they go. don't clinch. The weather is good. The weather is not rainy. It's not storming or anything. Carolina does not have a chance. <laughs> well, Tampa Bay has no path to the playoffs if they lose their That's route. Exactly if they right. win the division, it's cut and dry for them. They don't have the scoreboard watch, and they're not.
Thanks. And Baker's got Thanks. like a Thor rib. And he used anybody to have? Oh my God! Does anybody have Green Bay beating Chicago? No, I don't. Wow! And in oh. the Packers are the ones that have everything at stake, and not the Bears. Yet we're going. Packs has, Packs has Green Bay beating Chicago. ESPN says seventy-seven percent too, seventy-two percent that Green Bay would win. Well, then I guarantee. Then I guarantee you Chicago. Then I guarantee you Chicago wins that game. Pags just picking them because they got green shirts like the Eagles. That's the only reason why he's picking them. Well, Eagles as the Giants. Does anybody here think that? <laughs> Pags, your record doesn't show you know how to pick records. I tell you your what, records I are barely above five. Oh, and four for the two weeks I missed, I'd still be beating you all. <laughs> I went undefeated oh, in my picks man. like four weeks. That's listen. I've seen I've seen your show, Pags. Pags, I've seen your show. The only thing you're picking okay is the is the basketball. Football, you're not doing too good at. I watch your your video. What are you talking about? I I have a better so anyway, record than everybody the, the Eagles, in here. The Eagles versus oh my god. The Eagles versus the Giants. Uh Pags is saying they're going to rest all their players. It wouldn't matter. The Giants are going to beat them anyway. Never mind the point spread. Uh, Jack, uh, am I right? The Giants beat the Eagles. It's so, it's so unpredictable. The Eagles are playing drink some more back poorly in recent weeks. And, yeah, the Giants have a good chance of winning the game. It's unpredictable. The Eagles are a better team. I mean, I'm going to go with the Eagles to win the game. I would think they would want to straighten out before the playoffs. And like I said earlier, the Eagles still have to play good players. You would think they would show up and play a semi-good game. I mean, I'm going to go with the Eagles, you know, in the game, whether they're going to cover the points or not. I mean, I, it, it's really unpredictable there. But my guess is the Eagles win by seven points. I think it'll be a sloppy yeah. high so really, scoring this game. Well, this really doesn't affect the Giants or Eagles playoff positions. Let's talk about a couple of games here that does really affect the playoff positions. Hey, guys, I'm uh, sorry. I got to roll. You got, uh, got Seattle, Arizona. Seattle. Okay. See you, guys. All right, Pags. Thanks yeah. for coming in. Philly yeah. sports guy, everybody. Uh, have a good one, Pags. All right. Always. Always enter trying to give Sonya advice on how to how to get. Don't listen to, to, to the. <laughs> okay. That's why Jim yells at him. Oh. Anyway, anyway, let's go, let's go to a couple games that that really mean something. Um, I got Seattle minus three over Arizona. Uh, I listen. Seattle's got to win this game to even have a chance to get in. Yes. I think Arizona looks looked really good last week against. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, but division game, Seattle wants it or needs it more. What do you, what do you think, Jim? Does, does that really matter who needs it more at the end of the season? I, I don't think that uh, matters really that much, does it? Really, honestly, it does matter. That doesn't mean you're going to win, but uh, I think Seattle can beat them. Uh, Arizona's getting better at the end of the year, believe it or not. And everybody says, what? But I think Arizona's Good getting better. They at home, having a healthy Kyler Murray has helped them, but I'm going to go with Seattle. 
And think of the enthusiasm that Kyla Murray has being out most of the year. Now he can play again. He has just one more game left. He's probably psyched for this game. He wants yeah. to finish it strong. He's going to yeah. be motivated. It means a lot for him. Seahawks are eight and eight. They need this game to have a winning record on the year. They've been a big disappointment to me with their personnel and the way they drafted. I really thought they would be better and big, big, big disappointment. And I kind of wonder, we talk about quarterbacks. Is Geno Smith or Drew Locke going to be their man next year? Are they going to try to work something out some way, somehow? Maybe even Jim's guy, Kirk Cousins, could be a signing. That's yeah, but here's the thing. And I mentioned this on uh, Shania and Mac's show. Do you realize that in um, Allen's, the Microsoft guy, he, when he put in his will, he said in 2025 they got to sell the team. Yes, it was in his will. This wow. Running it. So this next year is a big year for the Seahawks. Trust me. Look at it and look at it. So the owner, when he died, that was in his will. That's why everybody's looking at that team different. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that, Jim. Unusual I, I mean, situation. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's weird. Of course, I know you haven't seen the will. I wonder what yeah. they would have to – is there a minimum price they sell it for? Can the family go in know. and buy it? I mean, do they have first? Yeah, the family I mean, could find a way to circumvent yeah. it and buy it. I'm sure something. Somebody could, up. but I'm, I'm just telling you, it was uh, noted because he yeah, owned the Portland Trailblazers before, and he sold the Portland. They've sold the Portland Trailblazers. The next one list on the list is the Seattle Seahawks, and I'm just telling you, watch 2025. Wow, that's 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 strange. That's very strange. Sonia, who do you got? You got Seattle or do you got Arizona winning this game? No, I have Arizona. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, because I feel like you don't have anything to play for. I'm kind of literally a combination of what um, Jim and Jack said. Like they literally both said everything I was going to say about um, I'm not sh too um, cognizant. On, excuse me. Not too confident with Geno Smith um, or – lot just the way they've been playing um the fact that Kyler Murray is hyped up he's, he's healthy now he's doing better he seems to be more pleased with the team we've seen him when he was less pleased and um it's just something about teams that don't have anything to play for it's kind of like they want to go out on, with the final curtain call with a bang and there's no bigger bang to know that you kind of put that big block there to um to kind of help Seattle get right on out the way because that that NFC race is pretty tight like there's a lot of games teams that have the same record that are all trying to get in for the nfc so yeah no we right, talked right. about we talked about teams needing a quarterback and we talk about the bears having the number one overall pick and there's also talk of the bears maybe trading that pick for quantity a bunch of picks elsewhere so there might be some team we're not thinking of that's going to jump up and give the Bears a very attractive package. It could be a team like the Vikings, for all we know. Or the Patriots. Or the, uh, it's not the – yeah. I, well, the Patriots are going to be picking high as is. They won't have to do that. But another yeah, but team – They traded a couple. They won't have to give us much capital. Yeah, perhaps. 
perhaps if they want to get. So I don't know. We'll see. You know, we'll worry about the draft. We'll worry. We'll worry about the draft as we get closer to the draft. Let, let, let's 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 take a second. We talked before the show of of uh, I recently watched the Barry uh, Sanders uh, special. Yeah. There, the movie that's on uh, that I checked out on. I think it was Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Um, on, but oh, it was uh, on. very special running back Jim played against him. Yes. I okay. Did. Prime Prime Video. Okay. And Jim did yes. play against them, and and they showed a clip of Jim playing defensive end, which is always exciting yes. for me to watch. And uh, yeah. even though they they did run the ball away from Jim that whole game, it looked like I mean he did try to get a hit on Barry Sanders when he was almost down. That is as exactly Jim was right. known for playing in the NFL. Yes, when, uh, he's very known for that. And but he, very, I was a victim of Barry. He didn't Sanders. get him. He didn't get him. Barry, like every yeah. other NFL no, player. I, mean, I, I don't blame yes. Jim. I give Jim a pass. Jim's strength was as a pass rusher. He wasn't nearly as good against the run. I give Jim a pass. He wasn't there wow. to tackle Barry Sanders. Wow. He was there to get the quarterback. But I, I like every. If you looked know. at the video, every player in the NFL, if you played in that era and played against Barry Sanders. You're on his highlight film. So I have no problem with that. That's now, true. if it was Joe Morris. Now, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Sonia's watched that video yet. Check it out if you can, Sonia. Especially I've been saying I was going to. Uh, Tony Gonzalez was, played with uh, with Jim Jeff. Tony Casillas. Well, Tony, Tony Gonzalez was a deep. Castillo, sorry, played with Jim Jeffcoat on that defensive line that was really good at the time. And Barry Sanders kind of almost went down, and Castillas was looking where he was, and Barry Sanders <laughs> ran behind him, and he didn't even know it. So he was like, what happened? He's looking around for – he didn't know where he went. He actually didn't know where Barry Sanders he went. And he, uh, he ran, I think it was for a touchdown, yeah. as he went right behind his back. He was amazing. So uh, I've I, been I saying just, I was you know, I've been watching some of these – these footballs. Now yeah, that I know Jim's out, in there, I'll make sure I watch it. It's only one. It's, really, it's only one. It just shows. Like, I mean, that's all it takes. Just one. one. Yeah. Everybody all it yeah, takes. Yeah, yeah. That's that, but yeah. Nobody can tackle. Yeah, Barry Jim. Sanders. I'm not mad. Jim, Jim, Jim talked to the producers before the show and said, "Listen, if you're going to show me, please only show me once against Barry Sanders because I don't want to look that bad." <laughs> But anyway, uh, I there. This is this is this is our last regular season show of the big football show. Of course, we got the playoffs coming up, and we'll be back uh, uh, for that, and we'll get more in depth on. We're more we overview everything. We'll be getting more in depth on the games and the teams themselves as the games, of course, get fewer and fewer. Uh, Thanks for all the comments. Thanks for everybody being here. Thanks for Keith Angle, uh, Jamie Pag, Payet, that's his real name, Pags, uh, the Philly sports guy. And uh, before, before we push on, there are three more new shows coming on Sunday here. We do have uh, The Drive, which is a new football show uh, with uh, Gene, the NFL genius. He'll be coming on at 11. We also got The Man Cave coming on tonight, uh, Hot takes mission breaks uh the jet show the painkiller cj will be on uh after that i have no idea where he gets the names for these shows and his nick i don't know but anyway uh thanks for joining us today uh enjoy this last week 
18. This is the last time you'll get to see some of the fans will get to see their teams play. And as always, I hope your team wins. So have a good one, folks. Take care. 